There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Frank Lampard, England legend, Chelsea legend, current manager of Everton. I'll skim over that one. Across his career, Lampard became the sixth highest Premier League scorer of all time. He won three league titles, the Champions League, 106 England caps, and most significantly, was a team captain on Bradley Walsh's ITV series, Play to the Whistle. Plus, he's also an author. But let's find out what the book club thought of his 2006 book, Totally Frank, as we ask the question, how frank is Frank Lampard's Totally Frank on this week's Football Book Club! You are the best player in the world, he said without blinking. I was slightly confused as well as completely naked. You're ruining your mother's lovely antique birdcage. We don't know for a fact, Jack, they didn't seduce them with his algebra skills. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Achilles Estin Horto. <laughs> Take me now! Football Frank Club. You said you said Frank so many times in that. It's, in, in, uh, in that. <laughs> and I'm going to say a hell of a lot more during this episode. <laughs> How Frank is totally Frank if totally Frank could Frank? <laughs> That's nice. Didn't we do that with um, Woodgate in our trailer? Yeah. For the series, how much wood could a Woodgate could chuck? A woodgate, a woodgate, gate. Could chuck? Yeah. Gate. How much wood could a Woodgate <laughs> gate? It. If it, yeah, that'll do it. Anyway, welcome, welcome everyone to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each episode we read another footballer's autobiography. Get ready for this pun. Get ready for this one. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm really not confident worry. going in. I really worry when you when you give us these precursors. Okay, here we go. Here's the pun. Less Eric Maria remarks all quiet on the Western Front and more Brendan Rogers's all bright on the Western Front. <laughs> Hang on. All Brighton. All Brighton. All bright on the West. Mark all bright on the Mark Western Front. Mark all bright on the Western Front. Okay. I, I need to get a sound effect for that, that kind of like... Um, uh, tumbleweed. What's it called? Tumbleweed, tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, I need to get some tumbleweed No, thing. well, I'm just trying to think if there was another way, like, all all bright on the the west up front, or all all bright on, all bright yeah. on. Yeah. All, all bright if, on, something If you played for West front. Ham, that would help. All bright yeah, in the West Ham, Ham front. Front. Up front. But he didn't. Uh, I promise, Motley, you messed this up. Thank you very much for sending it in, though. I don't think he needs the beginning bit, personally. But thank you for sending it in. Anyway, please keep sending your puns. We need them. I'm James and, and, and we'll critique them as well. <laughs> we'll critique and, them. And it, not, not just saying whether they're good or bad. We'll give you detailed notes. Yeah. yeah. And we'll also give Mark Albright and transfer advice for where yeah. you should go to make please this Please move to West Ham. I always, can I very quickly say, I always wanted uh, Mark Albright to play with Fellaini. So I could, Maron Fellaini. So I could sing, uh, he may not be... Fellaini, 
but he's all Brighton. Um, I, I know, don't know I, that song. Where's that song? She may not be, I may not be a lady, but I'm all woman. I still don't know the song. Lisa Stansfield. Lisa Stansfield. Uh, okay, I should know that. Ah, never mind. Well, thank you. I'm James Bug, and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as David Platt's <laughs> Achieving the Goal and Rude Hullet's My Autobiography. Let's just... It's so lazy to call your book my autobiography. It's so it lazy. It really is. My friend sent one through for for uh, for Will Carling, and his was my autobiography. And there are uh, so many puns you could do with Will Carling. Yeah, so many. Yeah, <laughs> Toe sure. Carling adventures. My will. <laughs> my my will. My Carling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, like, yeah. Um, pint of the best. Pint of the best. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry. sadly, he's a rugby player. Uh, but today, we'll be asking the question, how Frank is Frank Lampard's 2006 autobiography totally Frank? And helping me answer it are Jack Bernhardt. Hi. And Jez Belgian. Hi. Oh, very similar highs. <laughs> yeah, they were. I'm sorry. We, we coordinated. Okay, before you came on the group, you were like, okay, you need like, to yeah. We're going to say it in a high-pitched voice, and it'll be really weird. It'll okay. freak him out. <laughs> it did freak me out. It's true. Um, bit of an unusual recording today, actually, guys. Uh, I'm, for the first time ever, recording it in one sock, which I thought I'd tell you. Uh, I fell in the puddle sock. about five minutes before the recording outside and uh, took my sock off. So let's see how that pans out. How are you both but doing, though? But, sorry, you, oh. you're at home. You could get two socks. Yeah. That's true. I could have put another pair of socks. I thought I'd dry it out. but one off. Yeah, but then, you know, you've got... I'm chucking my... Sh- I'm very eco-conscious. I'm putting my... Otherwise, I'm putting my, my things in the... I'm wearing them for three hours and then chucking them both in the laundry bin and washing them. That's not good for the planet. I've got mm. to go out later. They'll dry on my windowsill. That's fair. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm convinced you has- Nope, no, no comeback to you that. Know, that no, no comeback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very sensible. Well, this is the first time that I'm wearing trousers during a recording. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, there we go. Okay, yeah. New development. New development. Yeah. I feel constricted. I- I'll be honest, we did know Jack. We've seen you stand up a few times when your internet goes. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to mention it too many times. Do you remember that Bradley Walsh series I mentioned at the beginning? Nope. I don't remember it at all. But, I vaguely um, do. Yeah, I think it was like a League of Their Own kind of thing. I looked mm. up some of the guests and I'm really intrigued by an episode where um, the two guests were Wilf Sahar and Rochelle from the Saturdays. <laughs> sounds, sounds like cracking entertainment, I'll be honest. But, um, you know, Frank Lampard. So I think he was a captain on that show. Uh, he's written quite a few books. He's written shed loads of kids' books, actually. I looked at them. I won't bore you with the list, but there's about 15 of them. But he also found time to write this incredibly long 450-something mm. page book from in 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, 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 bear in mind, that's not even, that's only just about halfway through his career. Maybe just yeah. over halfway. That's how much, and he's got so much out of it. It's really, it so long that due to the quick turnaround of episodes, and because I want us to really delve into this one thoroughly, we've done something a little different. So James, Jack, and I have all read a third of the book each. Jack took Young Frank. I got Mid-Frank. Mid Mid-Frank. <laughs> uh, James, James got Latter-Day Frank uh, up until 2006. So I, I, I basically, I got End of West Ham, beginning Chelsea. James, I guess you got pretty much all Chelsea in mm-hmm, your bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Jack got little schoolboy Frank. It does sound like we're talking about like eras in uh, medieval history, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, true. I specialize in mid Frank. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> are you going to the Are you going to the latter day Lampard lecture later? Yeah, yeah I see that. Fascinated uh, by it. He is. But it's important we pay a lot of attention because, well, one, let's get this aside first. We were, you know, it's a hard one to talk about because we recorded the episodes a couple of weeks before and things changed so much, but uh, obviously it's a weird time for Lampard with Everton at the moment, who are struggling a bit, um, and then with all the Chelsea stuff 
going on. Who mm. knows how that's going to pan out in the next couple of weeks. So I'm interested to see if anything uh, from today's book, you know, helps shine a light on that a bit, uh, you know, the, the general overview of all that. However, more importantly, and this is just something which I think uh, from having read so many books, with a book called Totally Frank, you expect the book to be pretty damn frank. And we found in the past that the puns don't necessarily match up. Like, you know, Blood, Sweat and Macketeer actually did match up quite well. But mm. Taking the Tiss, that didn't match up at all. There was no Taking yeah, no, the Tiss. No, no Tiss was taken. No Tiss was taken at all in that book. And many books we read before just haven't been frank anyway, to be honest. They've all been fair. And you don't really expect that, especially of a very polished player like Lampard, who's kind of in the pomp of their career in the media spotlight. But yet he's called his book totally frank. I wonder if there was ever any other possible option to call that book. I'm trying to think of a good name now. Um, Art Lampard as nails again doesn't, doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Is he as Lampard as nails? I think he's yeah. Lampard as nails. I think, but I, I don't think I don't think they could have chosen another name. But anyway, he's chosen it. So today we're going to find out once and for all if. Frank's book lives up to the title. How Frank is Frank Lampard's Totally Frank? I'm going to say it again. Okay, so over the show, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll have a quiz at the end, and Ken Zong is back with another chant. But first, let's see what Amazon's saying. Uh, the book has 4.4 stars out of 5 mm. from 160 reviews. It's pretty good. That is a lot. It's a lot. A lot of reviews. That, a lot of reviews that's... or stars, were you, say, were you thinking? Or both? Oh, well, a little bit both, really. Um, A lot of reviews for a Mm. book that is very long. Very long. Like, really long. But I suppose also, is it a lot of the reviews, are they like, I'm a Chelsea fan and I like Frank. Lovely Frank. Lovely, lovely Frank. Yeah, and then West Ham fans saying the opposite. I think, uh, oh, I, I, yeah. yeah, I think that uh, to an extent. But um, you know, there's, you know, there's a guy called Mike Thor who does give it a one-star review called "Absolute Rubbish." Not since the Ryan Giggs autobiography have been so disappointed in a book. I am sure Frank has a few better stories up his sleeve than the jury. I love Chelsea and Roman Abramovich. Rubbish in this book. Some hours of reading that I will never get back. He spelled Abramovich wrong, but again, interesting. On you know, given that Mike Thor is a difficult man to please because other Amazon customers called it one called it a cool read. <laughs> I've got down there in front of me. Uh, a cool so, read. It was a pretty cool Ooh. read, actually. Yeah, you're looking for a cool read later. Are we you cool, wanna... Frank? Pop, pop, pop on some sunglasses. Pop, uh, <laughs> ski down the Alps and read Frank Lampard's Totally Frank. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, he says the West Ham and England stuff is extremely interesting, which I agree with. That is very interesting. Mm. And obviously, we can't give it a full review of it in the same way. But from what you read. Where do you come down on it? Are you a Mike or are you an unnamed Amazon customer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm a Mike with unnamed Amazon customer rising. Okay. <laughs> like an astrology sign. Tash isn't here, so... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Tash would be summer. lapping that up. Yeah, yeah. Tash, Tash would have loved that reference. Yeah, she would. But oh. we hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep no, know your crowd and that's yeah. also i mean the thing the thing i find quite hard with this book is um is i don't think it's targeted at the right person for for me as in i am not a chelsea fan mm-hmm. uh i'm not yeah a, I, i'm, I'm I, I know you're not a chelsea fan i know james you aren't a chelsea fan either but but for like, both of us like i mean you couldn't really choose i mean spurs are, are, are hated by west ham and chelsea so yeah it kind of makes yeah and for you as an Arsenal also london rivals it kind of makes it more difficult to do. i mean obviously england wise he did pretty yeah well for but then he did pretty well for england but i don't there aren't i don't know it's hard isn't it because because i think with frank lampard there is a sort of sense that he is very obviously very very good obviously one of the best players to ever play in the premier league but yeah. i i can't it seems like he's always an eight 
and I can't sort of think like, oh, that time Frank Lampard did this, that means that I sort of fell in love with him. Mm. Like there isn't, there's, there's a, there's a very coldness rel- there. I don't kind of know what you mean. Very reliable, uh, you know, late entrance to the box, uh, finish it off. Goals. Very, yeah, it gets like twenty goal season all the time, which is very impressive. But like, it's, I, know, it's I kind of know what you mean. Impressive. But Chelsea fans absolutely love him. Chelsea fans absolutely love him. And that's but again, enough. I think that's because he's a reliable guy. Whereas I think yeah. it's, I, it, it's not as if I don't know if I would uh, w- while watching Frank Lampard, but I'd be like, oh god, I wish I had Frank Lampard on my team, or I love, just love watching Frank Lampard because I, I don't really not mm. because because there isn't that much. But that, that, I feel like I'm being a, very mean to Frank Lampard. There was a brief period when I thought Deli Ali was going to be the new Frank Lampard. I mean, he was he, he was he was perfect to that getting late to the box. But Ali also had a bit of that, like you know, the, the, nastiness. The, yeah. So in also, which, which gave him a little bit of the, the flair and the little bit of the like yeah. that goal he scored against Crystal Palace. Those kind of goals where you're like, oh. Whereas I don't think Frank Lampard he could, could score some good goals, but really like good goals. The, I, I think he's a bit like a. I think maybe some fans think the same about Kane in some ways. He's that he's, mm. he's somebody who's made the most of himself. Who's probably not the most necessarily naturally gifted, but he's worked his socks off to get where he is. Yeah, and I wonder if that sort of makes him less lovable. Sorry, I don't know. This is just um... we never talk about football on this show. Come on, I guys. know it's weird, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah, well... I I think I just I've I found I found myself reading it and feeling it feels like a like a five hundred well for for me one hundred forty page uh, long Frank Lampard interview, um, okay. which I know is sort of what a book is like. But then Frank Lampard interviews are also quite you know like but mm. but 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 get yeah. to the end. But we'll get we'll we'll get to that later. What a Frank Lampard interview. Uh, yeah. consistent. But uh, James, did you? Well, how about you? How did you find it? Well, <laughs> so I mean, the section that I was reading was sort of like early. Um, it was like when Mourinho just coming to Chelsea, basically. Yeah. Um, and was was sort of building that team, and uh, sort of like my memories of that time with like Liverpool had quite a big rivalry. With Chelsea around that time, with the Champions League ties and the big yep, cup games yep, and things, yeah, for sure. So I can sort of respect that Chelsea team now, but like at the time, I hated them, and I thought that you know I hated John Terry, I hated Lampard, I thought they're all just completely arrogant. <laughs> I can sort of re- appreciate them now, but yeah, so I didn't, I didn't enjoy it massively just because I was just like, you're all a bunch of arrogant knobheads. <laughs> like that, that's <laughs> so this is how I again. feel, but but I great, don't. Great but you went equally. To book with that. <laughs> equally it's hard to it's hard to dis like i i feel like it had a lot to do to get away from that for me and mm. as and i don't think it i think i wonder if it if this had been, had been a book that was you know if you just find a replace you replaced frank lampard with uh i don't know um igor stepanov's uh <laughs> and, said, and said that this was his line oh, i remember stepanov's career being so successful <laughs> <laughs> yeah got a lot of late runs from the box but whether yeah. but genuinely whether you would whether i would be like oh lovely lovely igor with his little stories about hitting a bird cage as uh oh you guys don't know that because there's we a don't bit, know in... this bit yeah this is this, oh, this, is, got, this, this is the problem different. yeah this, this is yeah. a problem this is the problem, but there's a there's a bit in um in my book where he uh he and Jamie Redknapp used to fire a ball at a birdcage that was apparently like his grandmother's old birdcage that was really um an antique. With a bird in it? No, no, like no, an, like okay. an antique. Oh, but, right. But she kept Jeez. on being like, "Stop hitting my birdcage!" And they were like, "No, we're going to keep kicking footballs at it." <laughs> but I see. This is the thing. This is the question that I'm asking: Is if Igor Stepanov was doing that, would I be like, "Oh, lovely Igor. He mm. he didn't know what he was doing. That's cute." Whereas I'm um, uh, whereas while reading it, I was like. Frank Lampard, you dirty! You're you're ruining your mother's aunt, lovely antique birdcage. <laughs> Do you? But, but you know, David Seaman, you liked that, and he did worse things with actual uh, birds. But I don't think I did. Uh, it's true, actually. I didn't like that. 
I I was I I liked him, but I found his book quite tedious. Yeah, so I probably book. would. I I think I think I would have found anyone's if if this had been anyone else, I would have found it tedious as well. It's just hard to. I think it's it's like he's a blank canvas, mm-hmm. and you put on your own emotions to how you feel about Frank Lampard. So I see what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he is a divisive figure, probably because of the Chelsea ties and everything. But he doesn't. I don't think he, as a person, he's a particularly divisive person. Yeah, he, you know what I mean? Have, it's more he, by association. It's he doesn't have a strong enough flavor for you on his own to like take him as he is. So I think you have to put the stuff onto him. Like the yeah, it's not like, like Joey Barton. Stuff. Where if you read the Joey Barton book, you know what he's going to be like winding you up and bellowing yeah. and stuff like that. It's interesting. That, whereas Lampard's obviously not that kind of player at all. He just have to be part of a very unlikable Chelsea team who yeah. were very successful, which we're probably all just a bit jealous of as well. But we also, are. I expect the book. I I have kind of high standards of this book because he's quite a smart guy and he's uh, he's quite eloquent in many ways. And I think you expect his book to be pretty good because of that. I think. Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, we'll go into it a bit because there's a. Uh, sorry, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm being like, mm, no, actually, James, I disagree. Uh, I'm being a um, a haughty prince. I'm being a haughty prince today, guys. <laughs> okay, that's my attitude. Um, haughty prince Bernhardt. Well, I I think it's interesting because I think he gives off the impression of someone who is very eloquent and very like um you know worldly. There's a bit in my bet uh, which is weird where he's like people don't expect me to know much about um about politics or to think about it very often but i'll have you know that i once stayed up till five in the morning arguing about tony blair's invasion of iraq (laughs) (laughs) just like great with tony with With mario melchior (laughs) he was like please can we go to bed frank please mario melchior is asleep at the time but then again the wmds they were such an important (laughs) argument that alistair campbell made um But I do because what's interesting about that is he is he does this bit where he's saying like, I'm quite eloquent and then like follows it up later on with a bit about how only people who uh, want to become doctors or lawyers should go to university, um, which is a very oh. sort of like like a yeah it's one of those sort of statements where it's like it's a pretty Thatcherite yeah. right wing kind of like awkward yeah, statement a, and I, it, i'll be honest c- coming from that background it's quite that's quite a common view well this I would is, say, this, is Essex, this is what i would, I would think it, it is quite a common yeah. but then what i think is interesting is he sort of portrays himself as like worldly and political and like you know having a, a sense of the, how the world works but maybe it's because i'm judging him against modern standards like you know rashford and and mm-hmm. sterling it's just interesting how now we seem to be at a stage in 2022 where it's not uh footballers arguing against being uh, stupid and wanting to show themselves as being like uh clever it's people yep. wanting to actually change the world for a positive yeah that's true uh, so so rather than being like i'm going to be political they're like no how do i make the world better which i think is a better use of their time mm. um yes, i mean i don't think i don't think there was ever really a period where football has been trying to show themselves as being clever necessarily i would just well, say no, I, more I, I suppose, I suppose reading I a mean. book it's I, I would just expect it to be you know fairly well written because He's a player who, you know, hey, as everyone knows, he's got an A star in GCC Latin. If you read the book yeah. in Latin, that'd be extremely well written. <laughs> that is, that he he mentions that here as well, and also Does goes he? through his it's, other his other um his other GCC grades results. as well. Yeah, yeah. Is it like a CV? At some it point? kind of is. He's sort of like, well, I actually, you know, a lot of footballers are a bit, uh, you know, they they let the academic work pass under the thing. But I uh, ended up getting an A star in Latin, then four other A's, then a B and a C. But you know, that's good. Um, which is sort of like. Four A stars, four A's, two B's. No, no, no. I think you got one A. Oh, you know what? I'll look it up. That's what I got. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Got Frank. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went so Frank Lampard went to Brentwood School, which I can tell you is a very fancy school. It's a very uh, fancy school. Very lovely school. I played in a football tournament there once, and it's the only time I had to be given oxygen 
because uh, I had a panic attack, I think. It's really, oh really, I've never had anything like it. I stopped. I, I couldn't breathe properly. And I had to go into a St. John's ambulance and have think during a football tournament there oh, when I was about 11. That I know, is, very strange. Where was How that guy who uh, carried you out the library when you needed him? I yeah, I, I, that, would have been, that would have been useful. That would have been useful. Sadly, I, hadn't met, I didn't meet him for 12 more years. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> that would have been very helpful. That, yeah. uh, that's a much less fun story than the, uh, than the library story, i got to tell you. <laughs> also, they have very good lunches at Brentwood School. Really good canteen. Really good. I hope that comes up in your section, Jack. So... There's a there's a lot of stuff about Brentwood. Genuinely, there is a lot of stuff about Brentwood, and he's talking about Perfect. how he it's you know he says it's a posh school, but it's not like Eton. He's really like keen to say it's not it's not which, like Eton, which is which is which true. Is true. I, would say. I I I also true. I went to a school of that of that level of poshness, the one mm-hmm. where you have to go. It's not like Eton though, uh, and so I know I feel that well, that intensely I, I would, within me. I don't want to discuss Brentwood for too long. I would say Brentwood. I would say I, I struggle to think of it as posh. I don't know because I struggle also to think of Essex as a posh area. I think it's mm. more. Like Essex lads done good place to send their kids and stuff. Well, I still wouldn't say it's. I say it still say it's more upwardly mobile. Can I give a description place. of uh, of of how he describes Brentwood? He sort of says that it's a there was a real mix of different kids. And when he says this, I was thinking like, okay, so you know there'll be people from different you know different ethnicities, different yeah, yeah, economic yeah. backgrounds. Some had parents who worked in the city. Others were well off because their dad happened to have done well in the building trade. Cool. That's, so <laughs> that, that is that is that is Brentwood but, summed up. I but that saying. is that, that is up. not a real mix of kids. That is no. That I, is a I, very I specific I mix. That's two I think different that, types of kids. That's quite a common theme in the book, where from my section of the book, where he's sort of portraying himself because i think his parents his parents are working class and you know they, they you know did really well at west ham and so they were able mm-hmm. to give frank a life that they didn't have um but he sort of then kind of portrays things that aren't really hardships because he went to very, a very nice school as like being these really like seminal moments um mm-hmm. like there's a bit where uh he talks about like a a really upsetting experience he had he was like like he's sort of like his like the publisher has gone like can you find a bit we need a little bit of grit can you find some grit in there and he says okay um so the first time i uh ran in the athletics uh 200 meters i was doing really well and then i fell over (laughs) is that is that something the publisher's gone yeah Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I'll, I'll go in. Yeah, we'll put it in for now. Yeah, we'll put it in for now. That, <laughs> that'll be a placeholder. Up. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, oh, yeah. That's not even the worst. Like lack of a good story. Hang on. Let, a... Let's get into. Let's get into. So, remind us what you did. Your segment. Your segment was okay. Young Lampard, right? My yeah. My segment was Young Lampard. So basically, up to uh, birth, which we all have. Uh, to up to birth. So we got like a <laughs> no, no, sorry, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> In depth, Frank remember? Lampard Senior. <laughs> Do you that, away. that Tom Fordyce uh, book where he did uh, Joey Redknapp's career, but only up to when he made his debut? Oh, yeah. Imagine a book that was <laughs> called Totally Frank that was just about the before he was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, terrible idea for a book. So it goes goes from birth uh, up to uh, when he left West Ham. Um, and yeah, I I think I think that is the big you know he he talks about how he's part of this footballing family uh, quite a lot and how you know he grew up with Jamie Redknapp and how Jamie Redknapp was really like good to him and how like football was like instilled within him. He kind of it's this weird thing where he seems both defensive and also on the attack about how uh, 
much that helped him. He seems to be sort of saying like, oh, you know, I had a regular life. I had a normal upbringing. It was fine. Bobby Moore was in my living room for a bit. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, like, living there. No, like, 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 uh, would hang out with Harry Redknapp. Doing a lot the Garth of the time. Crooks. <laughs> yeah. Hiding <laughs> behind the sofa. Shuffling behind the wardrobe. <laughs> Found you again, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bobby Moore. What you don't know is I've spent the last two weeks in your house. I know that's not how Bobby Moore speaks. But... All your impressions sound like Gandalf. <laughs> they all get like Gandalf. <laughs> what happens? You Good shall not pass out of the back. <laughs> Is a, a bull playing centre back. Anyway. That was very good. That was a Thank very you. good reference. Um, Thank you. But so I think there's quite a lot. He has a bit of a chip on his shoulder about his whole time at West Ham and uh, beforehand about being Frank Lampard's son. So obviously, while he's at West Ham. Um, and while he's, you know, deciding whether or not he will go to West Ham, uh, Frank Lampard is senior, is the assistant manager. Harry Redknapp, who is his uncle, is the manager. So there's obviously a weird relationship that he has with them. And I think mm. he 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 seems to be quite like like a common theme in my section of the book is uh people booing or like sort of muttering when he starts to warm up uh yeah. on the on, yeah which is really weird like so he he will start warming up in a match and then um and then the people behind him start going like oh it's old frank again oh he's only here because he's the boss's son oh. the people in the crowd not not the substitutes for not example. the substitute no, no like, yeah, yeah so yeah there's people like Isle berkovich yeah. on the bench <laughs> yeah. or something <laughs> although he doesn't like Isle berkovich he doesn't as well. like Isle berkovich no i, I vaguely remember that actually i do remember that vaguely as a thing there's, there's that yeah, famous I... uh press conference isn't there where the journalists are basically saying yes. the same thing and harry's like you know um, he's, he's going to be he's going to be gonna go to the top and all that yeah. and obviously yeah. he does which which he says, is no disrespect to some other guy doesn't he he's saying no yeah, they yeah. keep asking about some other kid he's like no disrespect to him but some journalist was like yeah this other 16 year old 17 year old should be playing and he's better than frank mm. or whatever and then yeah that's it yeah i can see it would be a very like difficult situation for frank to be in uh, definitely and like and i can see how it would also like <sighs> tarnish his time at the club a bit uh because it it seems yeah it's, it seems like a really hard uh a very yeah very messy thing to have to deal with um but it's sort of it, it it's repeated a lot in my section like i would say oh, I mean, my my page my page is 144 i would say a good 50 are some kind of um him slagging off west ham yeah some kind yeah. of play on the idea that he was good enough to play for west obviously he was good enough to play for west ham obviously he was good enough to play for chelsea and that's obvious and he seems to have be really upset by the accusation yeah i it's i I, so i didn't know this very much i knew obviously he played for west ham but i didn't know uh that there was this bad blood between him and the fans there to be honest and i i I kind of assumed it was just because he went off to chelsea uh at a time when west ham needed him but they they just didn't really it seems like a lot of them didn't really rate him massive which is very strange and i it it, like you say it is because of the family ties, which i don't remember I've never really heard of elsewhere. I, I mean, I guess Alex Bruce gets that a bit with Steve Bruce, but he's a much Lampard's a, a, a you know a cut above Alex Bruce. No offense, Alex Bruce, if you're listening. Um, yeah, so rude. Yeah, but he hates West Ham. He, I couldn't believe yeah, he, how much he hates them. His relationship with the fans is very, very, very weird because obviously he does quite well. He you know he he's he's playing for his team that he grew up supporting. You'd mm-hmm. think it would be great, but obviously um it sours quite quickly and there's the accusations of favoritism, of nepotism. There is a bit that makes me laugh so hard where he's talking about a fan who's behind him, who's a fourteen year old who always sort of like tuts and swears at him every time he gets up off the uh, off the bench and is like, Oh Frank, you're only playing here because you because your uncle's the the manager and your your dad's the assistant manager. Sit down, Frank, there are better players than you 
and he i think he got what does he call him the little bastard behind the dugout which is great um but he says that he that sounds like a kid's went, book yeah oh, you one of his kids behind, <laughs> that, i think that was uh yeah tj tj and the little bastard behind the dugout the Theo walcott book um but he says that also, at the time, he knew a bank teller. Uh, he would go to the bank quite a lot. And um, there was a woman who was a West Ham fan. And he was like, oh, you got to meet my son. My son's absolutely lovely. He he loves West Ham. She one day, like, in, not introduced her to the son, but he ends up seeing her in front of the, mat, uh, the, the stadium. And guess who her son is? No! The little bastard behind the dugout. The little bastard! <laughs> yeah. And he says she was very friendly and made a big deal of introducing me to her son, who was also a fan and loved me apparently i felt like saying oh yeah he has a funny way of showing it and also did you know he smokes um, <laughs> um and, he swears, second, and he swears <laughs> for a split second i thought about telling her that a little boy was actually a foul mouth prize pain in the ass but i but i bit my tongue why bother giving her something which would upset her about her family so i put it in a book um <laughs> <laughs> It's really, really funny to be like signed I, a copy, dropped yeah. it off at Lloyd's TSB or whatever. Yeah, I was the bigger man. I decided not to ruin that woman's life. <laughs> I just did it ten years later <laughs> in print. That's really funny. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. There's a there's a there's a bit actually. The only time Chelsea comes up, I feel like to apologise with Chelsea because there's a bit. There's a moment where his granddad's in the queue at the butchers. And uh, I think it's before I think before Chelsea play West Ham, and there's some there's a quite a lot of West Ham fans in Chelsea, and that mm. is that is really that is true the case sadly. Um, and a lot of uh, as someone in the crowd saying like, um, "You going to West Ham, Chelsea? Yeah, I'm only going to go boo that Lampard mug or something like that." And the granddad oh. turns around, and he's like, "That's my grandson he's talking about." And I like actually there is you know. I don't know if this comes up much in yours, Jab, but I quite like how tight all their family is together. And I do think there is a real admirable, um, there's something very admirable about that because, you know, the red naps always, you always see Jamie stick up for his dad. They well, all do defend each other and it's quite, they, it's quite they nice. They do defend each other and it's really nice. I think they, they have, they genuinely, all of them have a very messy relationship. Uh, in the, like, he loves his dad clearly a lot. Uh, there's a little bit of like weird bitterness about well it's never really like fully ex this is what i feel about this book is it's never fully explained he sort of says like oh there are times when my dad was really um was really like mean to me or like he really pushed me mm. and then he'll be like so here's the story i one day I, I was out training and i decided to come home early and my dad found out and he said if you don't train very hard you won't make it as a premier league footballer and i was like yeah you're right and that's yeah. it and you're like yeah. well what's mean the boy. story <laughs> but i think I think he must have a very like because because so basically I didn't realize also that that um, Frank Lampard left West Ham basically as soon as um, Lampard and Redknapp were sacked like yes a, yeah almost he, he did, yeah. almost immediately as as like a sort of like if they're gone I'm gone as well which is really which is sweet and I suppose you know from a from a sticking up your family kind of point of view um, but it, it is messy also because he talks about like how Harry would like he would be nervous to talk to Harry about whether he should play or not and where he wouldn't want to talk to his dad about whether he should be Aww. you know if Harry wasn't playing him he'd be like well can I tell my dad that I want to play more or is that weird like yeah. there's a bit where he talks about his insecurities as as a player he doesn't think he'll make it and he's not sure if he can tell his dad that and he's not sure he can tell Harry that and like he he spends like apparently like an hour just walking like pacing up and down uh in front of harry's office wondering or not whether or not he should go in i think it is weird if your uncle is your boss definitely must, Def that definitely yeah 
And, and you know, cu- couple that with all the things about how you know the fans are getting on his back for all that things. I find that I did find that fascinating. And I'll be honest, very frank. I'm very interested to see how you mm. think because I do think it is very frank. Like I, I didn't know these things, and he really does go into that. There's a segment in my book which, because I thought I assumed Jack that I had the stuff of the bad blood with West Ham, but it's interesting that he's got more because it, it's, it's called "End of the Affair," my first chapter, mm. which is just him having a go at West Ham. There's a sentence in there which was, "If I were to run out of Upton Park now and get cheered, I would throw it back in their face. I don't want it now." There's so many things like that. He just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't. He really. It gets a bit bitter at times. It, it is. It is a bit bitter actually. And I. And so like, there's weird stuff like where he doesn't win player of the like young player of the year, and he you know apparently should have because he was scoring all the goals, and he's like, oh, is that just because I'm not? Uh, you know, they didn't want to show favoritism again. Like he he gets angry at them for selling Rio Ferdinand and not telling him. He seems to like think that they should tell him that they're going to sell Rio Ferdinand, which is true, but also not like it. It's that weird thing where he's in a position of privilege in the club, but wants to be treated the same. But also, he's obviously going to be in a position of privilege because his dad is the boss, so yes. he's, he's going to know things. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. I see that. Like, other other players would have known that Rio Ferdinand was about to be, or wouldn't have known that Rio Ferdinand was about to be sold, and wouldn't have been told by the club. But he yeah. clearly knows you don't that see Rio Steve Lomas coming in and going, "Why didn't you tell me Rio's gone? <laughs> yeah. Rio's gone." <laughs> it is i'm genuinely surprised of how much he hates west ham now like, yeah same which i suppose is that, i mean can i read the last bit of my first chapter which i had in my second bit which was um he's talking about how some of the fans are mean about him and he says with his friends we have a good laugh about it because that's what it is laughable laughable that people could hold a grudge for no good reason which he's still holding by the way mm. but still yeah they're both they're both holding grudges if the best revenge is to live well then i'm glad to say that life is very sweet for me very sweet indeed. Better than it ever was at West Ham, even though they were the club I always wanted to play for. Now I know I will never play for West Ham again. That's Frank. It's bitter, but it's Frank. That is Frank. It is. It is Frank. Look, we're not we're not disagreeing with Frank. There's another bit where he says West Ham, so he, he'd helped them qualify for Europe. And he said that um, maybe it had been such a long time since West Ham were in Europe that our fans hadn't realised there were other ways to get to the game. Aeroplanes, trains, and so on. Not the Hammers. They were traditionalists to the last. Convoys of coaches full of supporters heading out to the ports. Like he's like, 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 a, like a horse and cat. Like, yeah, like, like dumb yeah. idiots didn't know that planes had been invented. <laughs> Stupid West Ham fans. <laughs> It's really that's really their European run at the moment. It is fascinating seeing that where he's like, "We took West Ham. West Ham would be nothing without me." And now, of course, West Ham are in Europe, and he's manager of a team that are like veering towards relegation. it's very true, but the Everton fans, you know, their, their team might be struggling, but God damn it, they know how to book a flight on easy. Trip. Yeah, they they, they know <laughs> they are so up to date on yeah. uh, Trivago. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really. Are. I was just going to say, it does veer into Partridge a bit there at one point uh, when he talks about the fans having a go at him. He says, "When I would return to Upton Park, I would get the usual you wanker, Lampard." <laughs> and what, <laughs> what a waste of money, Lampard! You wanker, Lampard! You wanker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so Jack, would you say that your segment is pretty frank overall? At the very um, least, would you give it that? I would give it some frank. I would say frankness rating. Oh, we're giving rating. Let's go eight. <laughs> oh no, no, I'll take it. Frankness rating okay. eight. Very interesting. I was Do you know what? I, I regretted that. I regretted that immediately. Very quickly. Well, God, I feel. Well, look, you don't have to regret it, Jack, um, because uh, we're going to go on a break. You can stew over that for a little bit, <laughs> for a few minutes while we do that. So However, nice. I think before that, we should do our out of context Lampard. Has everyone got an out of context quote for this week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we will kick off with James. I got two because I could not, I had to say both of these. Okay, okay. Um, so excited. So the first one is 
Oh, God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> he would turn up in his urban terrorist gear, wearing enough chains around his neck to give most gangster rappers a run for their rhyme-gotten gains. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who the heck's that about? Scott Minto? Can I tell, can I t- actually, I'll, I'll tell you when I get to my section, because a lot you. of it's about that person. Um, <clears throat> and then his second one. It's in Chelsea. Yeah, it's at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Kent Bates? Yeah. <laughs> um, Wembridge. Um, it's, uh, yeah, okay, the second one is, it gets to the point where you want to tell Lady Lady Luck to fuck off and take her bad sister with her. Oh, is, oh what does that mean? That, oh, I don't it, like that at all. I've, my mind was actually quite similarly um, confusing, uh, kind of mixed metaphors-y-ish. Uh, it seems that those who claim to have the recollection of an elephant are no better equipped in that department than a goldfish. Such a long-winded way. If, never challenge Frank Lampard to a rap battle yeah, because he'll be there for weeks. 450-page long rap. Um, <laughs> Jack Bernhardt, you're, you're out of context? Okay, I've gone very blue. Well, not blue, just bizarre. Players like Hodgie were already men. I knew that because he would show off the hairs on his willy in the showers. <laughs> hairs on his willy. <laughs> that might be my favourite ever out of context quote. <laughs> oh, you got some willy hairs up here. Why? Why does he refer to being like a seven-year-old? Yeah, he generally says Willy. He generally says Willy. Wow, that's interesting. I think we can say I think we can judge a lot of footballers on the word they use for penis. And that is uh, that was not the word I expected him to use. I expected more scientific. It's like because he's remembering when he was prepubescent, he's had to revert back to <laughs> he's had to revert back to being a seven-year-old. Like, and then he's going to go. Mummy, mummy, I, <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw some hairs on his peepee. Oh, naughty Hodgie. Right, we're going on the break. We're going on the break. But we're back. When we're back, uh, we'll get into Chelsea days of Frank Lampard. And we'll be finding out just how Frank that is. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, we're Football Book Club Podcast, and we need your support now. Let's let's drop the appeal music. Hi, everyone. James here, and I just want to tell you about the brand new Football Book Club Club, which you can join to receive bonus weekly episodes, access to exclusive member events, and your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark, all for the same price as a used copy of Darren Huckabee's 2007 book, Hucks. So if you enjoy the podcast and need to hear more afterwards, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Football Book Club, where we are asking how Frank is Frank Lampard's totally Frank. Jack's already come in with a solid eight out of Too ten much. of frankness Too for this much. segment. So, well, well, you know, you have got to stick to it now. You got to stick to it. I, I think the, yep. I didn't think I'd do maths this episode. Now I realise I have to do maths again. Sorry, oh, my brain. So my segment is all about the end of West Ham, beginning of his time at Chelsea. Uh, it, it mostly beginning of his time at Chelsea. A very small bit. Uh, on the end of West Ham, as we discussed, really. That was most of my things overlapped with yours, Jack, in there. And I'll get to how frank it all is. But first of all, I want to bring up something from the book, uh, which former guest Adam Hurry of Football Clichés first brought my attention to. Uh, Lampard's interview speak. Have you noticed this all before? Yes. Okay. So if you don't, as Adam says in this tweet all the way back in 2014, with many examples in subsequent years, uh, Lampard is absurdly consistent. Even his interviews are always the same. Serious point, lighthearted point, chuckle, but no, serious point. And it is very true. Yep. This book could yep. legitimately follow it's, that that well, entire, like... Way of writing. It's mad. And I have I, seen it, and it's I, bizarre. It's very true, and I am glad to confirm, Jack, you're absolutely right. Lampard speak isn't limited to interviews. It's also made its way into his writing style. As is evident in this. Uh, I don't know why I said that sounded like a detective. As, <laughs> as is evident. Um, yeah. As ev- were you. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> as is evident. In this segment of his book, page 184, when Frank lists the differences between the West Ham fitness regime and the Chelsea fitness regime, he's walked into under Claudio Ranieri. Ahem. Here we go. So remember that? Remember the thing for the beginning? Serious point, lighthearted point, chuckle, but no serious point. Here we go. Apart from the culture shock of the canteen, Ranieri is also very keen on keeping track of his players' fitness levels through blood tests. Strangely enough, on that first day, they found that my blood iron level was low, not quite anemic, but bordering on it. I was very sceptical of this routine at first. At West Ham, this kind of thing didn't happen at all. If a doctor took a blood test from some of our lads at Chadwell Heath, he might have found 10 pints of lager and a couple of glasses of wine in a bad day, and I didn't, don't think he wants us to know that. <laughs> Seriously, though, during that first year at Chelsea, Ranieri <laughs> would give me a day off training or rest me now and again without telling me why. It turned out to be so that my body could restore the iron level in my blood. <laughs> Absolutely. Go. There we go. Abs- you can hear the chuckle. You can hear the little... You can, <laughs> you can hear, but seriously. You can generally... Don't, you, can, you break it down. It goes, um, you know, serious points. Fitness uh, was taken more seriously at Chelsea than West Ham. Uh, lighthearted. Oh, West Ham are alcoholics. Chuckle. But seriously, uh, I have a serious blood condition. <laughs> <laughs> As all his interview bits yeah. end. With, I have a serious blood condition. That's how it goes. I have a. I have another section that is almost oh. identical to that as well. 
Yes. Which is what I was hoping you would. When he was at Brentwood again, uh, saying that um, he didn't really, uh, his parents uh, didn't really feel like they were typed to get involved in meetings or administration. It didn't bother me except for one particular incident where it would have been nice if they'd been paying attention to what was going on. Uh, his mom took him to the, to the gates and it turned out all the kids were wearing a different uniform. Well, actually, they all have the same uniform on neat black shorts and shirts. It was just me who was wearing complete, something completely different. Apparently, the uniform had changed in spring term and no one in our house had noticed. I was mortified and had the day off school while mom had to go out and buy a new outfit. She still laughs about that, and it's a silly story, but there's a serious point to it. People took the piss out of me. <laughs> People took the piss out of me because of where I went to school. All my uh, Heath Park mates certainly did, mainly because I went to school on Saturdays, so when everyone else was like, going, mm. uh, going to play football with their mates or heading off to a game, I was sitting in a classroom learning French or algebra. <laughs> <laughs> Like Take it's that. very much like yeah. Like you, yeah. Think, you think you had a you think you had a fun time playing football? Yeah. I had to do algebra <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> I had to memorize <laughs> soccer toa. On a, yeah, he um he uh yeah Saturday school. I forgot about that, Brentwood. Brentwood do have a Saturday school. Yeah. So imagine good. Did you go to school on Saturday, Jack? I did not go to school on Saturday. Thank God. I can't think of anything worse. I had to get to Sunday school sometimes, but that's just Catholicism. Ugh. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not posh. Don't I'm get... Catholic. <laughs> yeah. God, please don't call me posh. I'm Catholic. <laughs> I think. I think that's why I found this book quite hard to read. Legitimately, is because as I was saying before about it does feel like a you know 500 page interview because mm. this, the rhythm is just so it's like a train it's just hypnotic mm. it's like mm. serious point serious point funny point laugh but seriously serious point serious point funny point laugh but seriously mm. i do know what you mean i do know what you mean i do know what you mean but you know i look, I, 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 I mean I, there were some bits i because I, I actually did quite like my section uh as much yeah, as they were nice I, about spurs there's a bit in my section where they're nice well, they, about they Spurs. Well, they weren't nice about Spurs in mine. Nothing oh, about okay. Spurs in mine. Oh, what did they say about Spurs in yours? I'm interested. They were saying, uh, they were saying he was saying that when he was going to, um, when he's being scouted, yeah. uh, he went to West Ham, Spurs, and Arsenal, and Spurs were the best. We they go. were they had the best scouting as in they had like a really good you know like uh, good care for for youth players and stuff and seemed to really help with the technical side. He said, and yeah, West he chose Ham West Ham. Well, he had to choose West Ham. This is, uh, he sort of feels yeah, like he yeah. was strong armed into it. This is again part of the the red not red not Lampard bitterness. I say I like my segment. Um, the Chelsea. I wouldn't say it's particularly enlightening. Uh, although actually, talking about the fitness regime, Roberto Sassi comes up again. Our friend uh. from uh, the Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank book. Um, but I wouldn't say he's especially frank about his Chelsea days. Um, there's an interesting bit about players. Uh, not wanting to play in Israel in the Middle East uh, during 9-11. Uh, they, they get drawn against Hapoel Tel Aviv. And I, th- I remember that being quite a big thing at the time because a lot of players yeah. didn't want to, a lot of players didn't want to play and Lampard was one of the younger ones so he did go and play. Um, however, I, no, I would knock a few frank points off mine because he doesn't talk about his instant at the airport. Does he mention it in yours? Because obviously we all know... He, he, the, so does he? amazingly, he does. Does he? Uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. In which in, case, in that a, makes sense. In a, well, see, okay, we'll we'll talk. We should talk about it now. In a chapter inexplicably called "Magic Moments," he refers to the time that he uh, was accused of um, abusing a bunch of Americans after nine eleven in an yeah. airport. At it was him five and a few other footballers who were drunk, right? Wasn't it on the thing? Not the yeah. excuse, here. So, well, okay. So I think maybe, and he has been very remorseful about it, but he's been said that. It's more uh, the the press kind of whipped it in something that wasn't. Yeah, he's he does said. that quite a lot though, and this is what I this is this is makes me uncomfortable about Frank as well. There's a lot of bits mm. where he's like, "Oh, the you know I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have put that myself in that position." But the press were the evil ones. The press were the ones who made a big thing out of it. I, look, I'm not gonna. 
rehash old arguments I suppose yeah, about it. But sure, there's sure. there's a lot of stuff. There's that, and then there's also a bit uh, where he talks about when he went to Ayanapa with Rio Ferdinand, and like there was a a guy filming them, and they were having uh like they 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 had an orgy basically, and he like I I'd completely forgotten this. Um, but like he with was Lampard. like Lampard. Yeah, Lampard and and uh, Ferdinand and Kieran Dyer, I think. He's basically like, oh, I let my parents down. They were really angry that I'd gone out and had these, you know, sex parties and stuff in in Ayanapa. And then I was like, I'll never go back to Ayanapa. I'm never going to do something as stupid as that again. And then later on, is uh, drunk at an airport yeah. in America. Like, oh, like, oh, but he didn't. Sorry, he didn't go to Ayanapa. I think it's stuff like because he sort of says like, I didn't want to, you know, be that because I'm not that stereotypical version of what a footballer does. And it's like, well, you. You did. You did go to Iron Apple and have a sex party. Like that's pretty stereotypically like footballer on the lash kind of thing. Mm. And this is, I think, is also why I take a little bit of issue of him being like, "I'm a cut above. I'm like, you know, an intelligent kind of footballer who is sort of, you know, I'm trying to We'd, bash against this reputation." We don't know, we don't know for a fact yet. They didn't seduce them with his algebra skills. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Achilles Esten Horto, uh, <laughs> take me now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. But anyway, that's inter- it's interesting he did mention that though, Jack, because that's, I was going to hold that against him for not doing that. Well, but he did. I, don't, but he, so, uh, I, I don't think he's particularly frank about that. To person, fair, I would, I would lower, I would lower your frank rating. Fair enough. It's not quite as drastic a reduction, but it's a reduction nonetheless. Um, I, but there was a there was a segment in, within my Chelsea stuff because I mentioned the Chelsea stuff isn't that interesting. However, um, there's a whole segment uh, called Love Match. Which I didn't expect, which is very frank about how bad. It's interesting we chat about this now. How bad Frank is at chatting up women, and it's actually very sweet all the way through. He totally falls in love uh, with this girl called uh, Ellen. Ellen? Uh, she's Spanish. I think that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Yeah. Ellen. El- El- Ellen. 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 Ellen's generous. Uh, <laughs> it's soon to be fiance. That's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work out. How does he meet her, by the way? Uh, oh, I can tell you. I can tell you how he meets her. He meets her, his, his friends take, she joins a group of his friends on night out somewhere. Oh, and by the way, I have to tell you, there is probably the worst line of a book right at the beginning of this. When he's talking about his background with it, I think it's the worst line of a book I've ever read. Um, people say football's the new rock and roll, and if you choose to get involved, then there is plenty of opportunity to spend time with the groupies and admirers who hang around players. I never had a serious relationship in my life. Actually, that's not true. I was married to football at a very young age. Awful. Uh, awful. Uh, awful, uh, terrible. Uh, awful, uh, terrible. Uh, awful, terrible line. Awful. However, there's a lot of very sweet things to lend. So there's a there's a whole segment where he notices on this night out, he goes up to her and he's like nervously laughing. And you can imagine it all. He's like kind of walks over to these group of girls and he doesn't know who she is. And he goes, hi, I'm Frank. Uh, and she doesn't know who he is. She nods her head and smiled, but she told me her name. I began to panic. There was something about the way she spoke, an accent. Her English was great, but she pronounced her words with a throaty purr that was also sexy and it threw me. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Do not like asked, that at all. He asked her where she was from, uh, Barcelona. And she said, ah, oh, good football team. <laughs> he says the first oh, thing. Goes, uh, though they're a bit shit at the moment, I replied nervously. Obviously, she rolled her eyes. I wondered if I just knock it on the head there. It was hard enough to have a conversation because of the music. Throwing an Essex boy after a couple of beers and a stunning Catalan woman. And it's all getting a bit silly. Hey, this Essex boy after a couple of beers. He's, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, yeah. I, probably, I would be. I would be. I would be just as bad. I'd be just as bad. I had to have another go. There was so- did you ever go to Sunday school? <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm not posh. I'm Catholic. <laughs> That, might, that actually might play quite well. Oh, quite, yeah, play, yeah. Quite, quite, play quite well in Catalonia. Uh, and then she just leaves, I think, after that, after she has another go. And then he sees her again later outside um, a restaurant and they have a little chat and it all kind of... Oh, yeah, actually, in between that, 
he's at a restaurant and he gives, she gives him his number and then he calls her and she puts the phone down and pretty much immediately she goes hi I'm on the other line he's like oh no oh. Um, and he says something like I thought of her often even though my track record with girls just that I've been wasting my time in the first place which was very sweet I thought and he oh, um, okay um, well so can I can I refute that with a section from my from my bit yeah where he's talking about his uh, his love life, or so he's talking about his sisters, and he says, only four years separate the three of us, but that felt like a big gap when I was 12 and hated everything about the female race. <laughs> so... How was that not your out of context line? That's because I had the willy line, James. I had to say <laughs> the true. willy line. That is true. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so this is uh, this is why I'm, I'm listening to your bit there being like... Mm, Okay, but there's a slight vibe in how you're you're acting with your your bit more comes out like incel kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing is that there's a little yeah, there's a little vibe of that, isn't there? Not Interesting. To... But it's, it's very actually he, he comes he's, he's very he's very sweet with Ellen all the way through. He's he really is. I think it's the most I've seen a footballer write about. Uh, their partner in a book. It really is a really long segment where he talks about how lovely she is, how she changed his life, she made him grow up. It was it's really oh, really good. nice. It's very very nice. Uh, however, he does go on a lads' holiday. Uh, and please, please, Jack, tell me that these people popped up in your book called Bill Blood and Banger. Oh, my God. I do. I Hang on. I, I made a note of them because it was so funny. There's a bit where... Oh, oh, you, give me a second. You guys talk about yourselves. I have Bill to find Bill Blood it. and Banger. Bill Blood and Banger. He has a list of his of his mates. He says, a list of my mates uh, live close by when he first moves out of uh, uh, his house. Sam, who we call Tell. No explanation. Billy Jenkins. Alan. Brackets. Alex. What's going on there? Uh, <laughs> Finney, banger, brackets, Mike, and HK, brackets, Sam. So the one I want to pick up on is <laughs> the man who's called Alex, but whose nickname is Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> what is bizarre. happening there? But yeah, no blood, is... sadly. I don't know. I don't know what blood must have joined later. That is very much Bl- like that kind of Gavin Blood's- and Stacey kind of um, school of uh, uh, James, yeah. Gordon, James Gordon and uh, Matt Horn's friends and that. Blood's the kind of friend who joins when you're at Chelsea. Hello, I'm Blood. <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> I'm your new Chelsea friend. <laughs> uh, but that's largely it in that segment. I, I liked I liked the stuff with him and Ellen. I thought it was very sweet and and fairly frank. I would say. Um, however, I would like. Oh, there's one. I would like to draw attention to a great paragraph. Um, as I singled out a bad line. In the book, I want to have one which I thought was actually a very good paragraph. I thought it summed up football very, very nicely. It's actually two paragraphs. You don't mind me doing this? As you'll be able to tell, it's after a Brownvich bought Chelsea. Uh, uh-oh. Uh oh, and he uh, and it's when it's Ranieri's last days. Basically, I walked towards the tunnel, feeling overjoyed and exhausted. Our fans were celebrating one of the most important wins in our history, and you would need a st- sturgeon, <laughs> need a surgeon to take the smile off my face. That's not the good bit. That's the worst bit. Then I saw Ranieri. He was on the pitch. He was on the pitch greeting us as we headed for the dressing room. He was laughing, I think, but the strain was showing more than ever. He hugged me. We did it, Frank. We did it. Fantastic. Fantastic. He said. I drew back and looked him square in the face, and that's when I knew for sure it was over. A single tear ran down his cheek as he held my arms. He was happy, but he wasn't crying from joy. His tears were for a part of his life that was coming to an end. For the effort he had expanded and the knowledge that no matter how hard he tried, he would not be allowed to finish the job he started what a that's a really nice paragraph that, i think that's, that's a really nice paragraph really and really well described for a really difficult situation for what was for ranieri at that time that is a that is genuinely a really good bit and bet i'm surprised because the ranieri only comes up in my bit as being someone who didn't do particularly well interesting um, so like as in like he'll talk about how good Mourinho is and how ranieri would like try and like uh, micromanage too much um but that is it- very interesting it is. It's a shame he didn't go at the end. Uh, like uh, then, uh, yeah. but no. But seriously, he lost his job. <laughs> at, the <end> of, <laughs> at 
end, the end of that. Sadly. Oh, and also he, um, in the picture section, I noticed he calls Chris Perry Luke Perry. So there's a that's something that annoyed me. So, James, can you remind us what you read? Yeah, so my years were, I think it was around like 2004 to 2006. So it's like just as Mourinho was coming in. Um, okay. Ranieri yes. had left and Mourinho was coming. It's just after he'd done the uh, I'm the Special One press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was talking about that. And the, f- the first chapter I read is called The Special One, which I assume was about Mourinho. But then on the second page, he starts talking about his being naked. So... Uh, <laughs> <that> being naked? <laughs> yeah, does he call so, it his um does he call it his willy? Oh uh, I think <laughs> it might be that's what he means. Um but here we have another example of um, My Willy now has hair on it. S- I'm the special one <laughs> and another example here of a strange here, conversations um in uh strange conversations in the dressing room with naked people. Just like Ooh. just get dressed and have the conversation. We've got another mm. one. So we obviously in the past we've had Tony Pulis uh, who else did Warnock? we have? Who was Warnock. Barry Fry. Warnock. Was Barry Fry? Na- oh, he was. He wants a towel, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. This time it was Frank, a naked Frank. Was um, it Nigel Worthers naked when he kicked that skip? <laughs> 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 yeah, In my dreams, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is after the first training session that Mourinho's taken for Chelsea. And um, Frank says that he was last in the shower and he was um, just getting ready to leave when he was stopped, stopped in his tracks by the manager. He says, there was a moment of silence as I waited for him to move, but he looked at me in the eye and I realised he had something to say. All right, boss, I asked, wondering what I had done to invite an audience. You are the best player in the world, he said without blinking. I was slightly confused as well as completely naked. Talk about feeling vulnerable. (laughs) Plus naked. That's such a good line. That's really confused and naked. I might put that in my uh, my, my profile. It carries on. He says, You, he said more forcefully, are the best player in the world. To which Frank said, Oh, thanks, boss, cautiously. (laughs) I was unsure if he was telling me this to boost my confidence. I knew that I wasn't the best player in the world, and the only (laughs) indication I had that he rated me was secondhand or from the complimentary way he spoke to me in training sessions. He sensed a misunderstanding and made himself very clear. It's just a weird exchange. It's not the first time you properly... (laughs) Oh, wait, no, you're not. Uh, Sorry, I thought thought you were Ronaldinho. Sorry. sorry. That is so embarrassing. I was wondering what Ronaldinho was doing in the shower. (laughs) Or Chelsea. Weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you noticed you got hair down there, Frank? So if anyone's been Frank right there, that is is Jose himself being very frank with Frank. Oh, yes, that's true. Very good observation. And actually, that is a period when no one really... Obviously, Mourinho was the hot young thing in in manager terms at that point. And Mm -hmm. no one really knew what to make of Mourinho at the time because he was just this like whirlwind of confidence. He's been kind of figured out a bit since then, but... He's still entertaining, you know, but he, he was... Man, yeah. I, it, that, that, that really sums it up. That really sums yeah. up, I think. Even yeah. the players didn't know what to, what to expect from this man. I love the idea that his tactic was, I'll just... The first person I see, I'm going <laughs> to find them. They'll be naked, and I'll say, Call you're them. the best player in the world. We'll just see what happens, really. Sam Dalabona, you're the best yeah. player <laughs> in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the fact, also on this book, have you seen what's on the back cover of the book? It's a quote from Jose Mourinho that, A, doesn't oh, tell yeah. you anything about the quality of the book, which is <laughs> perfect, uh, but it, the quote That's is... True. Other players have great talent, Ronaldinho, Kaka, Andrei Shevchenko, but I wouldn't want I wouldn't swap Lampard for any of them, Jose Mourinho. Now, that implies that Frank Lampard does not have great talent. <laughs> like a real backhanded <laughs> That's compliment. true. That is true. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A- yeah. And actually there's, there's three good players. Lampard is yeah. among them. But 
you but know, he's good. He's, he's mine. He's mine. And... Yeah. But I like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you say. He's all right. He's fine. He's, he's good. Yeah. Um, there's actually a bit in my but He's really defensive about the idea that he doesn't have talent, um, which is really weird. I don't know if mm-hmm. it comes up in your guys' books as well. Or bits in the books. I mean, I can figure it out a little bit from the West Ham things. Because he, yeah, well, it, I think, it's, I think it's, he says that he's that. not natural. He's not like the tricky kind of player. Like he says, like um, you know, even Rio Ferdinand is, was loved more because yeah. I guess he was a bit more unconventional for centre back. Whereas Lampard's just a bit. He's very down. Like he's like we say, he's very he's he's predictable in the way. Not predictable. Sorry, that's not quite right. He's um, he's just very he's consistent reliable. in the way. Exactly, he's, he's reliable. The, yeah, but, yeah. But there's a really weird like his attitude because I thought that was going to be his point where he'd be like, look, I wasn't blessed with you know the most amount of um most amount of skill, so I had to make up for it in graft and effort. But then he says like, actually, graft is talent. Okay, like. Actually, but also, he just reminded me that because he also has a go at like he says like, a lot of West Ham fans love someone who just gets stuck in, whereas he tried to be a bit more cultured and play the b- pass around and stuff like that. So they also kind of has a go back at that as well. If that it's, makes sense, this is what a lot of this book is very <clears throat> confusing in that sense, and I think yeah, that, he's got that, a that sort of so. makes it he, quite. He is quite it, defensive. Yeah, he so like in my limited amount of pages he's he keeps saying things like not bad for a boy from rumford or not bad for a boring team from west london not bad for negative chelsea like he constantly is 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 saying that not Um, bad for a sex party in napa (laughs) (laughs) not bad for a willy with hairs on it (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously it was good sex right (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Oh boy. Oh. Uh, James, the rest of the book good? Frank? Pretty frank? <laughs> yeah, well, right. so one one person he's very, very, very frank about is, and this eh, kind of ruins out of context because it's giving you context, but Ooh. he's very frank about Adrian Mutu. Oh, he's that's not, what it was. Oh, wow. I can totally see that. I can totally yeah, yeah, see yeah. that. He's not, he's not a fan of Adrian Mutu at all. Um, and I think mainly it's because he invited John per- Terry Blazers and not him. <laughs> That's what it sounds like <laughs> as you as you read on. Adrian Mutu was sort of like very selective about who his clique was, and mm. John Terry was part of it, and Lamps wasn't. Um, he won. Uh, there was one point where he wins uh, Romanian Player of the Year, and they they sought out a private jet for him to take him there to to pick up the award, and he takes with him John Terry, Melchior, and who was it? Someone else, like three of just three of them. Um, and it Lamps didn't like get the invite, in and he the, never did. And that bit in The Simpsons where he's like, "The following people will not be killed by me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll invite the following people to my party in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> that little baby John Terry. That is all. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not a fan. He's not a fan of me too. He describes him as an an extrovert who was rarely content if he wasn't the focus of attention. He's quite. Ooh, he's quite. He's not cool a fan of him. him. And he says when he when he left. Um, He's just quite, because obviously, you know, what happened with Mutu, um, failing the drugs test and everything, mm-hmm. he was kind of saying, you know, I never I never saw him taking drugs or anything, but it didn't surprise me when he failed the drugs test. And he, he was quite, he was quite scathing about him. Well, um, that's interesting because Lampard talks quite a lot about how um, he was, there was, someone sold some stories to the press at some point when he was a player that him and a few other players were taking drugs. He said, that's nonsense. I've never done it in my life. I would never interest me. So maybe that's that could be possibly a reason why he brings up the Mewtwo thing, just because of that. Because obviously yeah. he wants to. He didn't like that being associated with his character. It's interesting, though, that he says, I never saw Mewtwo take drugs, but I believe it, and then gets yeah, so angry true. when, <laughs> yeah, when, when he's, he's accused. accused despite yeah. the fact that he had a sex party in, in Ayanapa, and yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. 
You don't know about Adrian Mewtwo sex parties and book arrests. That's true. They were. They were. <laughs> they were they intense. Were, All they were kinds of Latin and algebra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he said that um, Mewtwo would be like really over friendly with um, with Abramovich, and he would um, come in and he'd be like, "Oh, boss, boss, how's how's the yacht sailing? Sorry, I mean yachts." And then he would laugh loudly until oh. Abramovich smiled. In it fairness, just, I, sounds hate, I hate him for that as well. Yeah, it sounds horrible. <laughs> that is awful. Um, oh, and, then he, and then straight after that goes, quite often Mutu would usher Mr. Abramovich into a corner where they would chat more quietly. I have no idea what they talked about. So weird. God, that that's weird. what the hell? Yeah. Was that about a dodgy God. deal in Russia, do you think? Yeah, <laughs> it could be. It could be. Do you want to buy this oil company for a knockdown <laughs> price and then sell it back to the Russian government? Sure. Can I... <laughs> there's a bit where he's... Sorry, just on that. There's a bit... At some point, I don't know where it is. I didn't make a note of it because I was like, we probably won't talk about that. But um, he, he said when he's talking about how Abramovich like acquired his wealth, and he's like, I don't know the exact details, but all I know is he was uh, from a very humble background, and he made his own look. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I I would genuinely yeah. like to know what does Lampard make of Abramovich? Like, yeah, because he because uh, he's distanced Abramovich, himself from it massively recently. Abramovich is yeah, in the yeah. acknowledgements here, which yeah. which reading this was. Oh, he a, talks about a lot in my section. Interesting. Well, I mean, they, they must have spent a lot of, of time course. together because Abramovich was very. There's a picture of him in the book, uh, them together yeah. celebrating winning something. I can't remember what it is the league or something. And obviously, they would spend a lot of time together. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard one with the player. I because I, I, there's no like I, I didn't see anything in my book where he's like you know praises his character or anything like that. I think he calls him a true Chelsea fan quite a lot of the way through it. He, he says he really him quite cares a lot about in my section. Yeah, there's there's a bit of those things. It's but I think it's mainly just because he let him go on his boat for two weeks. Yeah, because it thing? was like there was like an incentive. Like they kind of jokingly were like, "Oh, you know, we uh, whoever wins Player of the Year gets a week on your boat, boss." And he was like, "Ha ha ha!" And then Lampard won Player of the Year, and he was like, "Let me sort it out." And then he spent two weeks on his boat with his family, with his parents, with loads of people, and they had like ten staff, and they were on this massive forty million pound yacht for two weeks. Was um, Brownovich there as well? He he was on a nearby yacht, an even bigger yacht, <laughs> and then they That's had a really- he. He went. They sent a tender for them all, and they all went over to Bramovich's yacht. And then, like Bono was there, and what's Bono the F1 there. guy called? Um, this sounds like a dream, Eddie, James. <laughs> was he called Eddie? Uh, Eddie Irvine? Nah. I'm... Eddie Marsden? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Bono were there. Um, F1 guy, Eddie. Someone to do with something to do with F1. Formula One. Some car guy. guy to a do mechanic. With cars. The car man was there, but um, yeah, they had. It was just yeah. He spent two weeks on his yacht, so. Uh, but I mean, so, it's, but that's, you know, it's weird, they're, they're, isn't it? Everyone knew. Everyone knows a lot about um, Abramovich. You know, no one, no one expected it to come from particularly uh, a, a good place. Any of his wealth in the past, however, you know, weirdly, it was more acceptable then. And it was it, up until about a year ago, it was weirdly acceptable. Like, not about, yeah. about a few months ago, it was weirdly acceptable. Yeah. It's only really mm. it changed a lot on that. So I can kind of you know understand. Oh why no, I, I, I don't. Book. I yeah. I don't blame Frank Lampard. I just think it's really interesting. It probably makes it quite hard now for him to think about his career. I like, think yeah. a lot of Chelsea yeah, players and a lot definitely. Of, and I wonder if a lot of Chelsea fans as well are just sort of because yep. I find it now quite hard looking back on on that period of football and you know well I suppose football over the past few years anyway because it feels it's going to be so hard to talk about it and so yeah. hard to think about it because it's associated with such horror really I say I say just take away the title give it to Spurs two thousand and eighteen is that the year we came second <laughs> Chelsea that was oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah sure do that well, I take it. <laughs> 
how embarrassing would it be for Spurs to have a um, like a trophy parade <laughs> after that? <laughs> if we did that, we got given the title three years later. I don't know, but that's that's interesting. So James, would you say overall it's pretty frank? That's anything else that really jumps out, or I'd anything you relearn from it? It was pretty frank, uh, okay. totally frank, but it was pretty frank. That frank. also would be a good name for the book, Pretty Frank. Pretty, pretty, frank. pretty frank. I think that probably yeah. would have been better. Yeah. Fairly totally frank. frank. Fairly frank. Okay, well, let's get to it then. So that's the end of the book. We read it all together. All these three parts, you've read them all now. What do we think? Are we saying, Frank, how Frank, how Frank are we saying, basically? How Frank are we going? Jack? I, I, look, I regret it. I, I shouldn't have said eight. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say five. Five frankness out of, okay. out of ten frankness. See, I'm going to, for the West Ham thing alone, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight. I am going to go eight. I think I was surprised Oof. by, I was surprised by how much he went in on West Ham. It really is. So, okay, so I think there are different types of frankness. Not to not to relitigate this whole thing very. No, this is what, this is what there, today's all about. <laughs> I think there is a um, there is an external frankness where you are frank with other people and uh-huh. you say it like you see it. Yeah, and I think there is an internal frankness, a self frank, yep. a, a self frank uh, interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yep. that externally, West Ham, absolutely sure, very frank. In how he approaches himself with his relationship to his family and with his relationship to school and relationship to his own like uh, relationship with talent and graft, I don't think he's very frank at all. I think he, I think he fudges that quite a lot. That's why I'm interesting. Five. Okay, that's cool. That's it. So for my segment, I'll work really base it on is the fact that I thought that was. But yeah, that's very interesting. I think I could see. I totally see what you mean by that. He maybe doesn't confront what he needs to confront for it to be a totally you know uh, introspective I- look at everything. Jamie Vardy was was um, franker, mm, I would say. Frank, that's that, true. That'd be a bizarre yeah, weird, name for weird title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally Frank. Yeah, and, yeah. And Frank's was called totally Vardy. Um, <laughs> yeah, weird. James, I, I, so I'm, James, what's your frankness score? He's pretty frank. He's he talks about you know players he didn't didn't like. He talks yep. about the England Gerard debate, all that stuff. He's frank while, about that while he's playing for England mm, in major true. tournaments and that's stuff. True. Yeah. yeah, he even this is. This made me laugh. There's a bit where he's quite frank about the note. You know when managers send a note on to the, you know, send the yeah. sub on with a note and you're always like, what is it? What is it saying? Um, he talks about that and he says, people began to notice that occasionally he would send a sub on with handwritten notes, which would be given to me or John. There was no big secret. The note might contain <laughs> instructions about who should be marked our corners or how better we could use our formation. Sometimes it would be much more blunt, carrying only the message, win. <laughs> <laughs> just like give, what, that, what give the... that note to lamps yeah oh, wait, win. Okay. right guys uh, guys we, he wants us to win he wants us to win as well the idea that he'd accidentally one day write lose and they'd be like <laughs> oh no wait <laughs> chance, oh, give, give it back <laughs> there was actually a really interesting bit in our book where he says um frank says all players when they're playing kind of know if they're going to go on to win a match or not at some point and he says he says that Mourinho is the first manager who he th- who he played under who had the same who could also tell which way a game was going much like a player in that respect which i thought was interesting that's interesting that's probably why he does substitutions so early yeah possibly that's true um that's a very good point that could be true um James, uh, what's the score though? What score? Frankness. Seven frankness. Okay, so that's eight five seven twenty divided by three six point six recurring. Um, I would say frankness. that's not totally frank. I think totally would have to be nine or ten. Mm. Uh, what are we saying in between that six to eight thing? Uh, f- fairly Pretty frank. Fairly Pretty. frank. Fairly frank. Fairly frank. Fairly frank is the name of the book. That's what we're going for. Fairly frank is uh, our decision. So, but definitely not a bad book. And thank you for all for reading it. <laughs> How did you find that? 
splitting up things do you find it a frustrating way to read a book or were you just happy that you had to read less i was happy i had to read less but i do yeah. find it harder now to to discuss it with you because i'm like oh there's this bit where this happens oh it's hard it's, it i like hard. it when we're all going oh what about this and it's really yeah. alienating for the audience yeah, there, there we go. So in future, we just all read the same 140 pages. Yeah, that's what we do. That's, that's a very good idea. Or just find a book that's less than 140 pages, like Robert Earnshaw's. Um, quiz, a bit different this week, because obviously you haven't read my books, but I had a couple of questions I think you could probably guess. And I'd like to know your answer, what you think the answers are for these things. Um, so as Frank is married to Christine Lampard, uh, formerly Bleakley, of the One Show fame, uh, you're named after other One Show hosts. So Jack, you're Ronan Keating. James, you're Adrian Charles. Did you, did you know you were going to get Adrian Charles? I, I think forgot, I would I rather be Adrian Charles than Irona Keating. In what yeah. world? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm well. I'm scared of roller coasters. So. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a very similar joke to uh, Steve Buscemi's one. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Question number one: What was Mark Bosnich's nickname? Oh, um, no, no, Adrian Charles. Yeah. It was uh, no, it wasn't. Bozo. <laughs> Bozo. Bozo is Bozo. correct. Bozo. Imagine if his name was Adrian Charles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff, Adrian Charles. <laughs> uh, that is a point to you, Adrian Charles. Uh, question number two. What song does Frank sing at his Chelsea initiation? Oh, God. Uh, what kind of song no do you idea. think he would sing? Oh, Ronan Bozo. Keating. I'm just going to go on a whim. Is it like My Way or something? That's not too far off. Ooh. I'd say it's the, it's the British... It's the East End British equivalent of my way, perhaps. Uh, Jack, oh my what's yours? Uh, East End British equivalent of my way. Uh, oh, Smack My Bitch Up by uh, The Prodigy. <laughs> yeah, it's that, yeah. Um, they are from fairly similar parts of the world, Essex. Um, they had a, think of a Johnny Vaughan capital FM advert, mid-noughties or so. What is this? How is this quiz you remember easier when I say usually? It? Like, the answer is oh, maybe, oh, maybe, because- maybe time under. Yes, because you do remember the advert. You do remember the I advert. I do, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm annoyed that I remember that advert. It's I, such a bad advert. I will, I will give you a point. I'll give you a what, point. What was it? What was it? Maybe, Maybe it's because, because I'm a because Londoner. I'm a Londoner. Oh, right, right, right. God, right. that's an awful song to choose. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I did that. And someone, the physio, did a, a stand-up routine. Imagine the balls <gasps> to have that. Incredible. <laughs> I, I What's remember the deal? Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, question number three. Do you think Frank got on with Emmanuel Petit? Oh, uh, Ronan Keating. Mm. Yeah. No. What do you think, James? Uh, sorry, Adrian Charles. Adrian Charles. Um, yeah, why not? Okay. I can take the Rona Keating is correct with this oh, one. No. Uh, apart from that, Manu was a difficult character to figure out. He wasn't one of the boys, and when it came to banter and hanging out, he didn't join in, making it even hard to get to know him at any level. After a while, I realised it was just how he was. We were never going to be best mates. He was a bit moody and withdrawn, and whatever he thought of me, he kept it to himself. I accept it, though. You need a certain amount of camaraderie with the guy you are playing beside if it's really going to work. So there we go. Mm. That's Not sad. I thought there was going to be a thought it was going to be a punchline at the end of that. Nope. Yeah. Like he. <laughs> but, but but seriously, uh, we hate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number four: What was the traditional Spanish name Frank and Alain named their dog? What do you uh, think? Traditional Spanish name. Uh, oh God, uh, Ronan Keating. Yep. Uh, Carlos Poyol. <laughs> Carlos Poyol is not correct. Adrian Charles. Yep. Uh, Pedro. Pedro, that is, oh, that's what I would guess. No, the answer is Reggie. <laughs> you oh. dickhead. <laughs> Reggie, that's not a Spanish name. Uh, and finally, uh, which footballer is this telling Frank Lampard about Chelsea's new owner? I'm going to read this for you. It's a different kind of question. I'm quite enjoying this. I don't like it. I, I like something where I can do revision for it. That's true. It has, it's, it's a real leveler, even though you are winning. Uh, here we go. A Russian billionaire is buying Chelsea, mate. I'm telling you, this geezer is seriously rich and can afford any player in the world. There's going to be big changes. I hope you're up for the fight because you're going to have one to stay in the team. Enjoy your holes. Uh, 
<laughs> Adrian Charles, what, did you say that was a teammate? It, I say it was a, fo- a footballer. It's another footballer. Uh, see, one of his teammates speaks like that. Speaks like Del Boy, basically. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? It's not a teammate, I'll give you that. It's a teammate internationally, but it's not a teammate there at the time. They did play together at the team. Oh, uh, was it Rio Ferdinand? It's correct. He didn't oh, say nice. because, because, it's his, because it's his friend. Yeah, he's friends at, um, at West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Hey, be, so you draw. That. You pulled it back in. Uh, two all between Adrian Charles and Ronan Keating. Congratulations. <laughs> As a reward, you both get this week's Ken Zong. So we all know Ken. Uh, Ken is the guy who comes on and he writes his chants about footballers, uh, which you probably can't sing anymore because they're usually retired. I can't remember what ones you've had recently. We had one. What was the one we had last week about Gianluca Vialli? It was, oh my god! It was yeah, really good. Yeah, to shape of you, to shape of you. But oh, this yeah. week, to the tune of Valerie by the Zootons. Uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. When he's on the pitch, our defence it looks the best, and we love his silky flair and the way he likes to press. <laughs> when you play it over to our defensive machine. Why don't you play it over to Gary Breen? <laughs> Everybody, Gary Breen. That's so good. Gary Breen, yes. Who did Gary Breen play for? Uh, Coventry. Coventry. West Ham, I think yeah. we have West Ham as well. So a bit yeah. briefly. I can't remember. Play for everyone. Play for Ireland. Uh, that's all for this week's episode. But we'll be back in a fortnight. If you can't wait two weeks, make sure you join the Football Book Club Club, where you receive 20 minutes more Football Book Club Every other Monday, plus a football book club, but bu- bu- bookmark. Head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. In the meantime, make sure you get in touch with us on Twitter at Footy Book Club, Instagram at Football Book Club, and on Facebook. Send us your thoughts. You're all the footballer puns better than uh, All Bright on the Western Front. Chant ideas. Or if you've got a moment in time for it, wasn't good. Let's not beat around the bush. It wasn't a great pun. <laughs> or if you've got a moment Jesus. in time for us. Uh, guys, thanks again for coming on, as always. Thanks for reading a third of a book. Any last words? You know what I want to say? Say it. <laughs> Sit. Here's your little Willy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, and James Balgen. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Frank Lampard for writing the book, Totally Frank, even if, you know, it should be called Pretty Frank. But. Where are they all now? Well, Frank Lampard has since retired and has now embarked on a managerial career with mixed success, but good news, we are pleased to report he does now have hairs all over his body. Jose Mourinho has gone to coach several clubs, most recently AS Roma, whose players have had to tell Mourinho to stop watching them in the shower and tell them they're great. Adrian Mewtwo still hasn't invited Frank Lampard to a party, which he's still very annoyed about, and the bank teller, West Ham fan, to this day still thinks their son is as good as gold. The music Hills Behind is the work of Silent Partner and is using a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, see you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.